Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. My guest today is Neil McNerney. Neil is a professional counselor. He is a parental consultant, trainer, speaker. Neil, you also have a book underneath your belt there, and um, you have a uh, article. Um, you're a, a writer for the local newspaper there. You've got a, a weekly uh, or monthly article um, talking about uh, counseling issues. Neil, uh, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I had the opportunity to listen to some of your previous podcasts. And I tell you, I am intimidated with the, uh, <laughs> with the great leaders that you've had on this show so far. So, um, well, that's we'll nice do our of best. You, that's nice <laughs> of you to say, Neil. Um, uh, but we're excited about having you. Um, it's a little bit different having a, a mental health expert on the show, but I think it's appropriate uh, during these times. Um, uh, a lot of issues these days. But before we get into that, I want to um, uh, introduce you to my audience a little bit more and um, so they can get to know you. And let's start by, uh, you can tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Loudoun County. Sure. So I am a pretty much a Northern Virginia native, grew up in Vienna um, and went to school, got my bachelor's and master's degree from JMU. Uh, and then got a second degree in marriage and family therapy from Virginia Tech while I was a school counselor. So I started my career as a school counselor in Fairfax County. Um, realized I'm not a great multitasker, um, and uh, school counseling is a lot of multitasking, and what I really enjoyed was the actual counseling work. Mm -hmm. So I got another degree in marriage and family counseling so that I could then open up my own shop, basically open up my own practice and, um, and see families. So probably, you know, two thirds of what I do is clinical work is what we call it, you know, where I'm meeting with teenagers and their families and doing couples work, uh, you know, trying to help create change within, within families. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been in the Loudoun County area for quite a while since about 1994, we moved here. Mm -hmm. But I really only opened up my practice here in Leesburg in the last two or three years. Um, I had been in Reston, Reston and Fairfax area for a long time, but really just wanted to come home. It seemed like so much of what we were doing here, raising a family, mm -hmm. being involved in the community was about here. So I've transitioned my practice full time to to the Leesburg area. Well, good for you. Uh Neil, um, I think counseling is a, is a unique calling. It, you know, it's not uh, something that anybody can really jump into. Um, so what was it about your childhood that made you uh, get into that profession? What, what was it like at the McNerney uh, uh, family as a kid at the, uh, at the dinner table? Sure. It was a fairly standard Vienna, Northern Virginia family, I'd say. Um, you know, my unique situation was my mother was a professional uh, pretty much since her 20s. Um, she had gone to work and uh, was was an executive for, for quite a while. So I kind of ra was raised in a family with two two people that, are, that were working professionally, which was, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, not as common. Right. Um, I... 
I struggled in particularly in high school. I seemed to do pretty well in elementary and then beginning in middle school and then in high school, I really began to struggle with um, particularly with academics and um, just continued to have difficulties with that pretty much through through high school. And I think that might have been the, you know, the beginning of my interest in working particularly with middle and high school students. Uh, you know, people would call me lazy. They'd say, you know, that what I call the P word, which is he has so much potential, um, which mm. I never liked that word. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, because I struggled. But, you know, what I learned was, you know, I had a combination of attention deficit disorder. And back then, nobody knew what that was. Right. You know, we knew who the hyper kids were, but I was never really hyper. Mm -hmm. So I had attention deficit disorder that kind of began to drift into, because I wasn't being a successful kind of low motivation kid. Um, and so I think once I realized, you know, once I went to college and realized there, that there are actual jobs where you can help people by talking with them about these things and helping them create mm -hmm. change in their lives, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. You know, I'm interested in this because I had no idea you know, that there was even such a position. We had, we knew about psychiatrists, you know, but the idea of that there are counselors out there that you could talk to to help, you know, you, you change things in your life, I, I, I dove in at that point. Right. My wife actually was uh, at a talk that you hosted at a local middle school, and she said, thank you for your time. And she said she was actually um, – Really excited when I said that when I told her that you were going to be on my podcast because she's a big fan of yours. Um, she awesome. reads your stuff. She, like I said, she uh, went to that uh, seminar that you hosted at the middle school. So you're doing a lot of a, a lot of um, volunteering, correct for for those schools? Yeah. So you know, I I love the work that I do in my office. Um, mm -hmm. But it never felt like enough to be able to help create change in people's lives. And that, that was what kind of drew me to, to writing, uh, writing a couple of parenting books. Um, and then it also drew me to, you know, doing a lot of presentations at schools. Um, so, you know, I've been at most of the Loudoun County school, uh, middle and high schools, a good number of the elementary schools as well mm -hmm. during their PTA meetings or that the school counselors will have me come out for a parent coffee. I, I just think we are so well-trained for our professions, but really nobody trains us for, for this parenting thing. And the concept <laughs> of leadership, you know, when we think about who we're leading, the most important people we're leading in our lives are our children. And we just don't end up with a, a good you know, idea of how to do that. So that's when I started doing uh, presentations, which obviously not doing any at this point. Right. Um, but I love being able to get up in front of a group of parents and just talk about, you know, there is, there, there's another way of doing this that it is not so exhausting um, and is much more based on leadership principles than just trying to get our kids to do things. Sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, you know, so I do that uh, quite a bit throughout the county. Um, I'm also on the community services board, which most people in the county don't know what it is. So every opportunity I like to mention what sure. it is. Yeah, um, it. It's a group of um, individuals who are residents of the county who have been um, selected by the board of supervisors to provide feedback on mental health, substance abuse, and developmental services issues. We provide feedback to the board of supervisors, and we also provide feedback to the to the agency, the mental health and, and substance abuse agency. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's very satisfying. That's that, that feels very good. Um, you know, we've done a lot of work on recommendations for how to reduce teenage suicides. You know, we had a horrible 
you know, um, series of suicides in probably in the past five or six years. And yep. we really took it upon ourselves to figure out what, what can we do to help prevent this, to help at least reduce it. Um, so that's a, that's a great organization. Um, you know, we, the, the Department of Mental Health, I think, is one of the unsung heroes in the, in, in the county because they tend to work with, you know, the poorest and the, yeah. the people that have severe mental illness. And it's just, it's a blessing that we have that for them. That's uh, just tough, to be able right. to get some help and stability. Right. So uh, let's get back to leadership uh, during these times of uh, COVID. And uh, I see a lot of uh, uh, leaders in industry and business stepping up, um, but a lot, um, you know, are silent, right? They, um, you know, they kind of um, took a step back and maybe aren't willing to face reality or or be willing to take a leadership position where, whereas before when everything was great, uh, it was easy to lead, but these days it's really hard. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. So uh, big question I, I think a lot of my audience would have is um, um, trying to take the role of teacher, right? Like every, all the kids are home these days. My wife is knee deep in it. She's not a trained teacher. Most parents in the county are not trained teachers. So a lot of frustration on both sides, both from the kids and from uh, the parents. Um, so what advice do you have for uh, for parents these days? So my advice is, um, <laughs> you know, is, you know, I'm finding is sometimes not that popular. Um, but I think it's, it's crucial when we look at this whole picture, you know, um, you know, so, so my book is called Homework, A Parent's Guide to Helping Out Without Freaking Out, which, you know, I didn't know I was writing that book with the idea that literally all work would be from home. Yeah. Um, but I think when we look at this specific issue that, that we're dealing with right now, you know, with the time period we have, you know, it's May, what, 13th right now. We've got till June 10th. My biggest advice to parents particularly is don't sweat this. Don't let it pull your hair out. If your kid is unmotivated and doesn't want to do the work, you know, it's probably going to be okay if they don't do the work, even especially all of the work, right? You know, that there is, there's a lot of pressure on parents to perform at a teacher's level yeah. and they've never been trained for that. There's right. a lot of pressure on teachers to provide instruction without being there live. And they have no, had no training of that either. Right. You know, we are, this is just a recipe for disaster if we focus too much on trying to produce major outcomes with these kids. Don't sweat it. You know, let them sleep in occasionally. We have, you know, we have been telling parents of teenagers that they are sleep deprived for decades. Right. And now they can get 10, 11, <laughs> right. maybe sometimes 12 hours of sleep. <laughs> More than 12 hours of sleep is not good for anybody. But, you know, my, so my advice to parents right now is don't worry so much about the performance. You know, just mm -hmm. try to be encouraging. You know, try to be like I, you know, what I call a shoulder to shoulder conversation where mm -hmm. you, where you're saying to them, I get what this is like for you. I understand how hard this is. You know, and this is so frustrating and so unmotivating. So you're kind of trying to join with them. Right. But then at the same time, being able to say, but, you know, we've only got a few more weeks. What can right. we do to power through this? So trying to, you know, use the leadership style of motivation, mm -hmm. you know, versus like being the boss where you're just telling them you have to get this done. 
Yeah, that's that's a tough transition uh, for a lot of parents, especially in Loudoun County, because everybody's um, pretty competitive, right? I mean, it's a competitive group of parents out there um, who are worried about their kids falling behind and not keeping up. But the reality is that the entire globe, right, global economy is shut down, and and really there are very few people who are getting ahead of your kids right now. So yes, exactly. And those kids would have gotten ahead of your kids anyway. Right. You know, right. <laughs> there yeah. are those kids. And you know what, if you have a kid that's super motivated and excited and wants to buckle down, good for you. You know what, we're, we're all jealous. Um, <laughs> but most kids are not even, you know, kids that were doing really well in school before all this happens, their motivation has just been sucked out because brain power to focus on the wrong things, you know, that it's just so, it's so difficult to be able to perform at that level. Sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about social distancing and, um, you know, our need as humans to connect with people um, on a physical level. Like I, I, um, I, when I, when I run into a good friend, I usually hug him or her, right? I'm, I'm that kind of person. Um, I find it hard um not to reach out my hand and shake hands with somebody that I just meet. I feel like I'm being rude um, when I don't. So um, so we're losing all those cues, right? We're losing those that ability to make connections. We're in our homes. And a lot of people are struggling with that, some worse than others. So what, what advice do you have for those that are at home and, and they don't have anybody? Sure. Sure. So, yeah. So we know that physical touch, there's a reason we're drawn for that, you know, and I hate to be kind of a biology nerd, but, you know, there's what happens when we physically touch another human being is both of us release a little bit of oxytocin. Um, And oxytocin is the intimacy hormone, kind of makes Mm -hmm. you happy, makes you kind of feel warm and fuzzy. That's why you feel that, you know, that that feeling is a chemical response. So when, when we then remove that, you know, that we're not shaking hands with people, we're not giving people hugs, you know, it is this deficit of this, of this hormone, you know, this oxytocin, this feeling of connection. So my only, you know, the only suggestion that I think that works right now is just hug your family more, Mm -hmm. you know, spend some time, you know, if your parent, if your kids will tolerate it, you know, (laughs) stroking their head, you know, stroking their hair, you know, giving them a hug in the morning, you know, some just to be able to connect physically. You know, right. it helps you and it helps them. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the thing about, you know, kids and social distancing right now is, you know, we, we don't really think about like when they're, when they're at school, we're not thinking about what they're doing, but they are connecting so much with other kids. And we've pretty much taken that away. Uh, and yeah. the, the first few weeks of this, I think we tried to figure out like, how do we, how do we get them to zoom their friends more or to connect with their friends more? And, you know, either they're doing that or they're not. Um, but you know, they're, they're, there's nothing, there's nothing similar to like sitting around and just hanging out with your friends, you know, sitting here and doing this, you know, like, you know, I've had some teens tell me, yeah, I tried a a zoom call with a few of my friends and it was just weird because we never (laughs) sit around and just stare at each other and talk to each other, you know, and there's no, you know, what I call grist for the mill. There's nothing happening in people's lives. So, You know, they can't be like, did you hear what so-and-so said in class? Or I can't believe the teacher said there's none of that, (laughs) you know, so there's this major deficit with that. But I think think we need to keep that in mind as parents is that they're really going through significant withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. 
Neil, how are you doing? Well, I am. Um, I'm stressed. <laughs> um, I I think in the first week or so of this, I um, along with many of, of uh, other small businesses uh, went into panic mode mm-hmm. and wondered, you know, how is this gonna how is this gonna pan out? Um, you know, can I transition to an online practice? Mm-hmm. And if I can transition to an online practice, will people actually utilize it? Will my clients that I've been working with for quite a while, you know, will they? Will they adjust to this? There's a lot of the work I do is is kind of is couples work and family work. So there's mm-hmm. more than just one person in the room. Right. Um, and so I'm thinking, how are they going to react to that? How much am I going to be able to see on a tiny little screen what's happening in their room? Um, but I, I've been pleasantly surprised that you know I am probably busier than ever at this point. Um, many clients that I had had previously have come back, um, you know, and said we need some help at this point. Um, so, you know, that's, so the, the clinical work is pretty busy. I really miss the other parts of my work. You know, I miss the community services board. We are, we're literally not allowed to meet since we are a, you know, a, um, a board that is, um, that is proscribed by state law and we're not allowed to meet, you know, unless we have public input and public forum. Right. So we haven't figured out that yet. Um. But um, and I'm not doing my presentations, which I really, really miss. I realized that a couple of weeks ago. I just miss that energy of being around parents and having a back and forth conversation. You know, I've done a couple of webinars. I've, I'm on the um, Ryan Bartel Foundation, um, which we, we work towards reducing teenage suicide mm-hmm. and helping uh, resiliency. And, you know, the, the webinars are fine, but you just can't get that, you know, the sense sure. of connection with people. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So Neil, uh, what uh, where have you been eating takeout these days? You have any good recommendations? So I've been doing Andy's, um, Andy's which is right down Leesburg. the road. Yeah. yeah, right down the road from me. Um, we've been doing a couple of uh, restaurants, you know, in town. Uh-huh. Um, and um, when Yummy Pig opened up, <laughs> I think we were one of the first. Um, I was one of the first deliveries. Yeah, uh, you know, I call them because they were just right across the street from me here on Catoctin Circle right. before they moved. And so when I found out they opened, I'm like, okay, um, I, I need you to. I, here's my order, and I need you to put it in the back of my truck in the parking lot because <laughs> I was with clients the whole time, and so they did. So I came, yeah. you know, I came downstairs into the parking lot, you know, with a with bags full of amazing barbecues. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah, I've done so, a couple of Tusky uh, carryouts as well. So uh-huh. for the people yeah. that don't know, uh, Yummy Pig actually moved uh, from Catoctin Circle to downtown Leesburg. So yeah. um, that was a, a rough uh, time to transition for, for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're doing they're doing delivery and they literally have a window on the sidewalk that they're doing like carry out windows right there. So that's awesome. Oh, uh, that's that's perfect. Neil, what um, what's something that you miss these days that you're actually surprised that you miss it so much? I'd say um, try just trying to connect with people more uh-huh. closely. Like you know, I I like you know connecting in the in this in the town of Leesburg. I like mm-hmm. being able to know you know like the name of the you know checkout woman at at Safeway. Um, you know, I like to be able to smile at people. 
And the eye contact, you know, when, when you're wearing a mask, the eye contact is just so odd because you're trying so hard to communicate. Uh, you know, when I went into Andy's the other day, you know, I, I, I ended up saying hi really loud, you know, because I felt like they have no idea what kind of mood I'm in, you know, because I don't, I don't know if I smile with my eyes. You know, I can't, I can't see that. So I, I guess I miss that piece of it, just being able to connect, you know, sure. and just spend time with people. I yeah. pretty typically would go out to coffee or lunch with either colleagues or friends a couple mm-hmm. times a week. Right. Um, and I just miss that, you know, hour being able to spend with people and just letting the conversation wander to whatever it wanders to yeah. and then wonder, well, how did we get on this topic? Right. You know, that's harder to do. One is, you know, you have to schedule a Zoom meeting. You have to kind of be there. And it's never as just, you know, a free conversation as it is. So. Yeah, because there's always this delay, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and you're not doing something else. You're not eating a meal together. You know, so much of what we do as humans is what's called parallel. You know, where you're parallel doing something together and you're just letting the conversation, you know, go. Um, Yep, yep. You know, uh, well, Neil, uh, you and I are going to have to uh, uh, grab a meal there here uh, when this is all over, at least a, a beer or a cocktail. I remember meeting you a, a few years ago at Casino yes, uh, when they yes. first opened up the Mexican restaurant in downtown Leesburg. So, that would be awesome. Um, let's, uh, let's agree to meet for lunch here. And, uh, it's a deal. This social distancing <laughs> It's is a deal, uh, relaxed yes. a little bit. Neil, uh, for those uh, who might want... Um, to know more about you or to reach out for some help with counseling with their kids, with homework, anybody who's uh, struggling with stuff like that, what's the best way for them to contact you? Probably the easiest way is, um, you know, online, just to, you know, Neil and and McNerney is M-C-N-E-R-N-E-Y. And generally, if you get close to spelling that right, my (laughs) my name will probably pop up. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. You know, I I, I love being able to connect with people on Facebook. Yeah. you know, and I'm pretty well connected with the with the therapists in the area, um, and I know who's who's got some openings and who doesn't. So I'm always happy to help people find the right fit, you know, for somebody. Sounds good, Neil. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you. Yes, sir.